Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Hello, pretty lady. Hope you're having a great day. Today, I want to talk to you from the segment called Don't Date Devils. Now, if you haven't heard about that segment before, I do this segment to teach women about relationships because most of us have this feeling that, oh, it'll never happen to me. When we hear about all these bad relationships that people go through and the things that happen to them, we just assume it won't happen to us. We think that we're too smart for that or that I wouldn't put up with that. But it's so easy to have bad things happen to you. So easy to end up in a bad relationship. So I do this segment to kind of scare you a little bit <laughs> so that you won't fall into these bad relationships so that you will be more careful when you meet certain men and so that you will know some of the warning signs to look for and so that you will know what to do when it becomes your turn so you don't make some of the same mistakes. So today I want to talk to you about Felicia. Now I'm going to Read what Felicia said about her life, and then I'm going to discuss some of what we can learn from it, okay? So Felicia says, looking back now, I know I got married for all the wrong reasons. My name is Felicia. I am 40 years old and a mother of four children. I was at home one evening after work when I heard a knock at my door. Now, that should have been suspicious. Anyway, I opened the door, and there he was. He was short with average looks and a cocky attitude. He smiled and introduced himself. He had an air of confidence that was close to arrogance. He obviously thought I have heard of him. I hadn't, which was unfortunate because if I had known of his reputation, I would have slammed the door in his face. However, he mentioned the name of one of my close friends at the university who had told him about me, and that broke the ice. So I let him in. After a while, he asked me out on a date. I was a bit hesitant because physically he was not my dream man. He was short and not particularly good looking and a bit too confident for my liking. He was persistent, however. And since I wasn't dating anyone at the time, I didn't see any harm. So I agreed. It didn't take him long to propose. After courting a year, confident as ever, he told me he wanted a wife and was ready to marry me. I agreed. I thought a year was long enough to establish our relationship. I should have known better. I didn't have too many friends, but suddenly I seemed to have trouble in my relationships with a lot of people. None of my friends liked the man I was going to marry. My only sister couldn't stand him. They kept asking where I had met someone like him. I realized he was a little loud, but I mistook that for frankness. He felt free to say anything, anywhere. I loved my mother very much, but I had known from a tender age I didn't want to grow up to be like her. She feared no one and would talk down at anyone and do whatever she liked. This frightened me, so I thought it would be nice to get married to someone who could keep me in check. After the wedding, it didn't take long for me to discover that I had made a mistake. I experienced his foul temper on the day we got married. It was at the wedding party held by his family. The all-night party was stopped at midnight by my husband. Someone had switched off the electricity being used for the video coverage. He flew into a rage, calling his mother's relatives unimaginable names, saying they were spoiling the party that he had spent so much money on. He threatened to beat up his own mother for supporting them. He had to be brought under control by at least six men. 
that turned out to be the trend at all, any family gathering. He kept telling his siblings that he was the richest, most successful one. It was embarrassing. He had a foul mouth and a foul temper. It didn't take long for me to lose the few friends I had because everyone, including his sisters, was a prostitute trying to spoil his new bride. That's in quotation. The guy was telling her that no one was good enough for, to be her friend. It turned out that his family allowed him to get away with all of this because nobody wanted trouble. Everyone just tried to maintain a civil relationship. Three months into my first pregnancy, he beat me for the slightest reason. It was a miracle that I didn't lose the baby. People kept warning me of the danger, but it fell on deaf ears. I was greatly embarrassed and humiliated. He always beat me till he was tired or someone came to rescue me. He was very abusive and called me names. He told me I was a prostitute whom he picked up from the gutter. He said he should have known better than to marry me because my mother couldn't stay in my father's house. He should have known I wouldn't stay in a man's house either. You had to witness him in one of his fits to truly appreciate the venom and hatred he would spit out. Now, that is Felicia's story. So there's a few things we can learn from this story. First of all, if you meet a man in a weird circumstance, be suspicious. Don't just be like, oh, isn't it so weird how this happened? Be suspicious. Ask questions. I mean, the man just came and knocked on her door. Just because you meet someone that knows somebody that you know doesn't mean that they're safe. Let's say you meet somebody on Facebook that happens to be a friend or friend of yours. Does that mean that they're safe? No, be suspicious. Be on your guard. If a man calls you out of the blue, that doesn't mean that, wow, this could be a love connection. Be suspicious. This man just showed up at her doorstep. Not everybody that your friends know is safe. Just because the friend is safe doesn't mean that person is safe. And, you know, the thing about men, especially men that like to abuse women, that like to take advantage of women, they know what they're doing. They're cold and calculating. Why did he choose her house? Why did he just choose to show up at her house? He had a plan and he probably knew her personality was a little submissive because the lady said that because her mom was not submissive and her mom would say anything and do anything, she said, and she saw how it ruined her mom's marriage. She did, she made up her mind that she's not going to be like her mom. So she had already started being, you know, kind of submissive, kind of docile, which is fine to the right person. So he probably had an idea of, OK, this is a woman that I can control. This is a woman that's not going to give me any trouble. Yeah. Men do that. Men are very meticulous. They watch you for a long time, a lot of them before they approach you, especially the ones that have bad intent. They ask questions about you. They find out, okay, do you know a woman that's like this and that? And then before they approach you. So don't think everything is like this mysterious, amazing thing. Like he just showed up out of the blue. Like, I don't even know how he knew me. No, honey. It's probably calculated and cold and mean. He probably has mean and negative intent. It's true. I'm so sorry, but it's the truth. Why would this guy just show up in her doorstep out of the blue? And she let him in. Like, I don't know you. I don't care if you know my friends. She let him in and they started dating. A lot of times what we do is we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Do not give them the benefit of, of the doubt. Let them prove themselves first, especially when it comes to guys. Let them prove themselves. Be suspicious. Ask questions. You may not necessarily have to ask him questions, but ask yourself questions. Okay, this guy that just started messaging me on Facebook, what does he really want? Okay, this person, he's from another country sometimes, or we have mutual friends, but I don't know him. You know, what is he really after? 
you know, read between the lines when he messages you or texts you. What does this person really want? Before you know it, you'll find out if because you have to keep a clear head. Okay. so number one is you need to I hate to use the word be suspicious, but you need to ask questions. Don't just take things for face value. Number two, she said she thought she was ready for marriage and she thought he was ready for marriage. I mean, this guy had a good job. He had his own place. He went to church. (laughs) You know, he was a Christian. So she thought, okay, so what's the problem? And she thought she was ready for marriage as well. She said when she got married, she was 26. And she thought, okay, the logical step is to get married. So let me tell you something. The Bible says that marriage is not for everyone. And I'm going to put the scripture in the description box so you can see the whole scripture. It says that marriage requires a certain maturity. So because someone has a job, they have their own place, they have their nice car, their certain age does not mean that they're ready for marriage. Marriage requires a certain maturity. The man is supposed to love the woman so much that he would die for her. The woman is supposed to love the man so much that she treats him the way she would treat Jesus. Those things require a lot of maturity. You can't be a man that would die for a woman. You can't be a woman that will submit herself the same way the church is submitted to Jesus without maturity. So two people that are immature, just because their life has advanced to a certain level, doesn't mean that they're ready for marriage. Because you see a guy who's like, okay, by, you know, he's 30, he, you know, we're ready. That doesn't mean that you're ready for marriage. You have to see the person's maturity level. Okay. so. Don't make the mistake of just assuming that the person is is mature. So number one, ask questions. Don't assume that the person has good intent. Number two, don't assume that the person is ready for marriage. Don't assume that, you know, just because it's their certain age. And then number three, ask God for guidance. She said that she did not ask God for guidance. She said it was the first time Felicia said, it was the first time that she entered into a relationship without asking God help in the matter. She just assumed it was right. So don't assume that a relationship is right. Ask God for help. Ask God for guidance. And ask God for guidance early on. I did a segment where I told you that you don't wait until you're in a relationship before you start asking God for his opinion. You don't wait until you're already in love with the person because by then what are you going to hear you're going to hear yes my child he's the one that's what you're going to hear that's what you're going to tell yourself that you're not going to hear clearly you need to practice the ability to hear from god long before you start dating you need to practice the ability to be led by the spirit of god long before you start dating so that when something comes when a relationship comes that's not right even if you can't hear from god you'll be able to get an inward notice you'll get this nudge that mm-mm, girl, you better run so that you can make the right decision. And the other thing that I noticed about her story is that she ignored what other people saying. Can I tell you something? The man's sister, even the man's sister said, what are you doing with my brother? You're too calm to deal with something like that. You're too calm to deal with a man with such an explosive anger. The man was so mean and angry that he beat her up while she was pregnant. Can you imagine? The man talked down to his own mother. This man was a runaway train. Nobody could call him to order. And that's one of the things I teach. I teach that make sure you marry a man that can be called to order, that he has a mentor, a male mentor, not female, a male mentor that if 
This man starts going crazy. You can call the male mentor and the male mentor will put him in check. And he asks, he has somebody that he can actually listen to, that the person can be like, listen, what you're doing is wrong. And he'll actually listen. You can't marry a runaway train. You need somebody that will actually listen to other people's counsel, godly counsel now, not somebody who's controlled by everyone, but somebody that will listen to godly counsel. You have to marry a man that is humble enough to listen to godly counsel, at least from one person. But the thing with her is that everyone was trying to warn her. Everyone was telling her, what are you doing? She lost friends because of the relationship. And this is even before she got married. So what I want to tell you is that do not ignore your friends' advice. If you meet a man, right? Now, that doesn't mean your friends are always right. What it means is this. If you meet a man, right? Let's say you're dating someone, right? And the people at church don't like him. The people at your job don't like him. Your family doesn't like him. And your friends don't like him. Those are four different sets of people that have nothing to do with each other. If those four different sets of people, they're always there. Each of them are like, mm, I'm not too sure about this one. Guess what? They're seeing something you don't see. They can't all be wrong. I remember dating somebody that everyone was like, oh, that guy's a player. That guy's a player. I'm like, oh, you guys don't know him. You know, because when you're with the person, you see a different side, right? You guys don't know him. You, you know, you, they don't know the conversations you've had. They don't know the deep things you guys have discussed and how he's sweet and kind and all that to you. So you think that everybody's crazy. But let me tell you something. If you have four or three different sets of people that tell you the same thing, honey, listen, they are right. And guess what? They were right about that guy. It turns out they were right. He was a player. I thought he was a good guy, you know, but he was a player. Thank God I didn't marry him. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. When you have different parts, different people in different areas of your life telling you the same thing, pay attention. Okay, so I hope this episode helped you. Felicia's story helped you. You don't need to be in a relationship where you're disrespected. You don't deserve to be in a relationship where you're anything other than loved and cherished. The Bible says that the husband is supposed to love the wife and lay down his life. For her, even has Christ loved the church. Now that is love. And that's the kind of love you're supposed to have. You should feel protected in your home. You should feel nurtured. You should feel valued. You should not feel exposed. You should not worry about your safety in your home. None of those things will be your future. Amen. And you should be with someone that understands you and cares for you. Life is hard enough. Why do you want trouble in your marriage? Just think about the things that you're going to deal with when you, you have to deal with your career. You have to raise a family. And I'm not saying these in a bad way. These things are wonderful things. But I'm just saying you have a lot going on. So why have trouble in your home? You know, you, some of you have a calling to be in ministry. So you have all those things going on. Imagine you're dealing with you're navigating life and then you also have trouble at home. No, honey, nobody has time for that. So make sure you. Respect yourself enough to ask God's guidance, to trust people. If you have different people, you know, that are important in your life, to trust their opinion, at least listen to their opinion. Don't just ignore it. To ask questions and to check the maturity level of the person. Don't assume that they're mature just because they're older. Hope this episode helped you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Your marriage is going to be super. It's going to be spectacular. Your marriage is going to be an example for so many people. 
People are going to look at your marriage and desire to be married. People are going to look at your marriage and be encouraged in their own marriages. Have a wonderful day. Take care now. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.